It's Monday, December 11th, and this is Brian with the Morning News. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the headlines you need to know to be in the know. Police in major cities including Los Angeles, New York, Chicago, and San Francisco have seen a rise in reports of hateful events, including hate crimes, after the October 7th Hamas attack on Israel and the nation's subsequent military campaign in Gaza. Jews are often on the receiving end, according to cities that have broken down data, while reported attacks on Muslims, which include some of the most violent instances reported recently, are also on the rise. Preliminary data from major cities show that in the 32-year history of tracking these numbers, the U.S. this year will likely top the prior national record for reported anti-Semitic incidents, 1140 in 1993, said Brian Levin, founder of the Center for the Study of Hate and Extremism at California State University, San Bernardino. Hate crimes against Muslims are on track to hit their highest level since 2016, when there were 310, he said. That marked the second worst year behind 2001. Many cities are showing increases both from a year ago and since the period immediately following the Hamas attack in Israel. In other news, pressure on the Senate to reach a sweeping deal combining funding for Ukraine with changes to immigration policy amped up, with senators expressing urgency about striking an agreement and President Biden bringing Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky to the White House. Heading into a crucial week for the negotiations, the senators said Sunday that they were racing against the clock for a deal on the $110.5 billion emergency package as aid for Ukraine in its war with Russia running dry and illegal crossings at the U.S. southern border match record highs. The White House said that at Tuesday's meeting, Biden and Zelensky will discuss Ukraine's urgent needs and the vital importance of the United States' continued support at this critical moment. Negotiations for a deal are a high-stakes balancing act. The White House warned Congress last week that funding to help Ukraine repel Russia's invasion, a Biden priority, would run out by the end of this year, and senators are currently planning to leave for the Christmas break at the end of this week. In world news, Javier Millet was sworn in as Argentina's president Sunday, telling the nation to brace for massive public spending cuts as he tries to dig the country out of its worst economic crisis in a generation. Coming at a time of increased geopolitical turmoil, the inauguration also served as a relatively neutral meeting ground for foreign dignitaries, including Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky on his first trip to Latin America since the Russian invasion. Mr. Millet swept to victory last month after promising to demolish the political establishment and overhaul the economy with shock fiscal therapy. He made wild promises during his election campaign, including plans to dollarize the economy and scrap the central bank. He mentioned neither proposal during his Sunday speech. Back in the U.S., New York State is joining chip companies to invest $10 billion in a semiconductor research facility at the University at Albany that is set to include some of the most advanced chip-making equipment in the world. 
NY creates a nonprofit that oversees the Albany Nanotech Complex where the facility is to be built will coordinate its construction. It will also use state funds to acquire chip-making equipment from ASML Holding, a Dutch company whose machines can cost hundreds of millions of dollars and are key to making the most advanced chips possible. Once the machinery is installed, the project and its partners will begin work on next-generation chip manufacturing there, according to New York Governor Kathy Hochul's office. The expansion could help New York's bid to be designated a research hub under last year's $53 billion CHIPS Act. Now you know, and you're ready to go with the morning news. Share this with a friend and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. You can also sign up for our newsletter at themorningnews.com. Thank you for listening.